A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to OMG MotoGP and your extra dose of MotoGP ahead of the uh, penultimate race weekend of the season, Keith. We're going to Qatar and there are just 14 points now between Banyaya and Martin. It's a crucial weekend. I mean, every well, there's only two left, so of course it's going to be a crucial weekend. But it, it could be sewn up here. Yeah, it could be sewn up. 37 points is the key number of points to, to go to Valencia. Who wants to go to Valencia with a, with a dogfight there? I mean, with the, with the you know weather that's likely and so on and so forth. So, But I don't think it will be done. I think we'll be going to Valencia with, with and the same you know in Moto3 as well, looking for a world champion at the final round. But... I mean, I think that's, the thing to say about Qatar, all the reports are from trackside, is it is absolutely incredible what they've done there. We've obviously moved from the first round of the year, as Qatar traditionally for MotoGP has always been, to where we are now. And that was purely and simply because of the rebuild that had gone on there for Formula One, ostensibly, but obviously it works for us as well. But it is now the most incredible venue. Um, yet to see what the track's like, as far as uh, track grip and the like is concerned. That and these curbs, of course. Indeed. I mean, these are the things that do make the difference. And we'll see whether there are any complaints over that at all uh, as we roll on through Friday. But right now, it's looking like a great venue. I mean, so many things we've got to look forward to. Uh, I think there are some negatives. I mean, uh, one of the big negatives of this week is is the Scottish guy, Rory Skinner, who's, who's, again, why is it this kid always ends up with the shitty end of the stick? Uh, When he won the, the Talent Cup series... Um, they gave the award for the, for, you know, the bonus effectively for the to the third place guy in the in the Talent Cup and overlooked Rory Skinner, even though he won it hands down and was without doubt the best. He came back to Britain and rode in, you know, Super Sport and did brilliantly in Super Sport. Then he he, he did well in uh, in Superbike in Britain. He's had to really work hard for his effort. And as a rookie, you know, in his first year in Moto Two, which is a notoriously tough class. Yeah, you know, American racing haven't covered themselves in glory the way they've treated him. Yeah, they say they're supporting him. Yeah, you know, they they put this. You know, first of all, it was that the basically he'd been been let go, and then sort of the 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 social media reaction was so incredibly volatile. Quite rightly, I'm glad to see the fans are across it. 
um, gave American racing a real load of crap and they deserved it. Um, and effectively, then came another tweet that said, well, we're supporting him, we're looking after him. All right. you know, I understand the politics of, of, of small teams um, that have got to keep funding on on side. They've got to keep themselves afloat effectively. Um, so Marcus Ramirez, you know, getting their first podium since 2020 is a big deal for American racing. You can understand why they want to reward him, but dropping a rookie in his first year when he's got a two-year contract is, you know, not good business in my view. Look at what happened to Jake Dixon. The same thing could have happened to Jake Dixon going back a while. If Jake Dixon hadn't been given that second year, which, to be frank, it looked like he wasn't going to get at one point. Um, the team and he were, were at loggerheads a little bit about machine setup. He banged his head at Texas, if you remember, to, to precede the whole process of things. Um, and he was out for a few weeks. And they gave it a, a Pacini came in and, and subbed for him. And Pacini ended up with a motorbike that didn't work for him either. And Pacini was a good old hand who who they knew that he should get results for them. So Dixon suddenly was listened to by his team a little bit better. And look where Dixon is now. I mean, he's vying for third place in the championship. He should end up third in the world this year. Um, you know, top man in, in Moto2. Yeah, Rory Skinner is the kind of kid that you could expect that kind of super professional, lovely family behind him. And American Racing have dropped him, which um, despite the fact they're saying they're supporting him through the winter, what that actually means, I have no idea at all. Because if they, if he hasn't got a ride on a Moto2, mm. you know, competitive Moto2 bike during uh, 24 when he had a second year contract still to come, I don't know. I think he's been dealt a bad hand, and I think American Racing should um, look at themselves regarding that. What I mean, if if you're, you're Rory Skinner's manager or you're Rory Skinner, you know what what are you doing now? Do you know what? I mean, he's just going to have to pull his boots up, isn't he, again? I mean, he's used to being in this kind of position, I, I, I suspect. But he must be wondering what he's got to do to to, to really get a, a great shot at it. You know, he, is he capable of performing, you know, at that level? I think he probably is, but he's not had a run at it. And, I mean, you need really three years. I mean, a two-year contract puts you in the marketplace. And he kind of has shown that he deserves that. You know, he had a machine problem last time out then, meant he's starting from 26th on the grid. Um, he, he's a pro as well. He's a, he's, a, he's the kind of kid that you'd want on your team because he he, ha he hasn't really given anybody a load of stick. He hasn't thrown his, you know, toys out of the pram and, and, and had a bit of a go. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was me? <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, it's kind of one of them situations where I can't feel sorry because it's business. You know, I understand the business. He understands the business. Um, but you've got to say that the, the talented kid is, is being possible. And the other thing is as well, Dorna have, have, have dipped in their pockets so many times. You go back to, to many, many Brits that have, have, have been the benefactors of, of, of Dorna funding. Jeremy McWilliams, if you want to go back to Jeremy McWilliams. I mean, McWilliams wouldn't have been in Grand Prix, you know, if it hadn't been for the fact Dorna were, were shelling out. Jake Dixon wouldn't be in Grand Prix if it wasn't for the fact Dorna have funded his position um, because... There just isn't the sponsorship funding in the UK for our own homegrown riders. But Dorna realise that if we're going to keep having 45,000 people at trackside, uh, which is a lowly number at Silverstone, a place like Silverstone, Silverstone aren't making any money. Dorna aren't getting the kind of PR that they want, not the you know the the, the inches that they need in, in the press and the, the footage they need on, on news feeds. Um, they need British riders at the top end. Um, maybe they don't have faith in Rory. I don't know. Is there a bit of a, you know, a, a Pedro Acosta effect where somebody like that, who's clearly so talented, comes in and can just sort of 
do it in their first year, move on to the next. And then that really makes everybody else look mediocre. And if you're not at that level, then why why would a team take a chance on you? What's, you're not going to go to MotoGP because you've got to compete with that. I think it's a good point. I think it's a very good point. And it shows just how good the Spanish system is, you know, the Italian system to a certain extent and, and the, the like, how they are maturing their riders from a very young age right the way through to Grand Prix level. And we're not doing that. And I think that, you know, um, BSB, British Superbikes, the best series from a, a fan and, and spectator point of view. Great racetracks, great racing every single time. Um, but it's not sort of honing the skills of a, of a Grand Prix rider, perhaps, to where we need to be. And they're all older. You know, you look at the riders in, in BSB, they're all older. You know, it's mm. a situation where they're already past their sell-by date by the time we get to to to, to MotoGP Grand Prix. When we're talking about 16, 17, it will be 18 years old from now on, of course, because 18 is now the minimum age for, for Grand Prix. But that, for me, is probably going to increase the logjam of real talent that we've got all waiting to just jump up into Grand Prix. You know, ding, I'm 18, whack, straight in. All this superstars from Spain or, or Italy. Um yeah, they have the weather. Yeah, you know, the other thing is you've probably got to go to Spain. You, you go back to Bradley Smith and people like you know his father and and the like funded him. You know, in Spain, it's an it's a costly exercise for 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 young Brits to be able to do it. And I know Rory Skinner's family have been behind him. I I I know I'm a bit of an advocate for for Rory and his family because I I, I like them. I like the way they treat people. I mean, they're not friends of mine, as in sort of personal friends of mine, but I like the way they go about their business. And to see Rory take a smack in the teeth again, really. And as every year goes by, it just means he's going to get out. Yeah, he's going to have a he's going to have a career in motorbikes. Of course, he is. You know, if he if you know he's a he's a great motorcycle racer. He he might come back to the British Championship and win it. I don't know how many times over. We don't know yet. But it's a shame that he's not being given a real crack of the whip at the level he's at. American racing is that a great Moto Two team? Probably not. Mm. You know, you would say at this particular point there are other Moto Two teams that you would expect to be able to finish, even though the kit's almost the same. Would would be able to finish. Uh, ahead of, the, um, of of American racing. So it's it's not even really a top Moto2 team as it is at the moment. Might be, but not yet. Yeah, well, um, we should try and get Rory on. Rory on. Tell his side of the story. No, I mean, that's not. I'm sure that he would come on. But the thing yeah. is, he's smart enough not to get involved in, yeah. in our kind of prompting to say something out. Of, you know, when you're a current rider, that's the other thing you have. And I have been here. You know, politically... You put your bloody oar in the water and, and start spitting your dummy out, and, and it goes down badly with teams and team management because you become a loose cannon then. And Rory's far too professional for that, so probably we'll leave him alone until he hasn't got a Grand Prix career. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't come calling just yet, Rory, don't you worry. Um, well, we wish him all the best uh, for, for the rest of this season at least, but as we say, he's been axed uh, with a year left on that contract by American Racing and Moto2. Um, let's just jump down to Moto3 briefly because that is a title fight that's going down to the wire as well. I think it's uh, 13 points, isn't it? Suzaki versus uh, Jama Masia. Um, so that's another one to watch. And we know Moto3, in your book, should be uh, should be the last one of the day. It's it's one of the best best races oh, of the weekend. Always. And the great thing about it is, I suppose, is that you can get a lot of spoilers in between the two main men. I mean, uh, you know, some of the other, you might say that um, it's predictably a MotoGP at the moment, um, but Moto3, consistently, you just don't know what you're going to get. And with a racetrack that you've got no real data on, it's it, okay it goes the same way and it's got the same corners but when you've got a new surface and quite rightly as you've pointed out different curbs and so on and so forth there's certain nuances that are going to be different and motor three is all about setup and getting it dead right so you know it's, it's sasaki 13 points is not enough we've only got two rounds to go you got 50 points on the board um one mistake or a whole load of um 
competition in between you and your competitor and um, that job's done um, it can be done this weekend of course 13 points you could find that uh, Jamma Masia gets it gets it done before we get to Valencia um, certainly as I've said already that would be my choice given the opportunity yeah. <laughs> get it out of the way before we get to the final round yeah the other thing you've got to remember with all of these things and this goes for Bagnara Martin as well I mean particularly in MotoGP they're at the end of their allocation motor-wise they're at the end of their allocation they're, you know seven motors for the Grand Prix they've got they've, they've used all of their motors at some stage and you'll find that you know they'll be swapping motors in and out for certain sessions even sometimes with these you know we've got one that's done low mileage this one's peaking a little bit this one's you know they'll already gauge what what each and every engine is doing and how many times have we seen you know a tech drop the ball somewhere along the lines you know if it, if it goes pop at the most inopportune moment that could write off a, a series so Bagnara Martin it's not just them that's up against the pressure it's everybody behind them that's got pressure as well all of the technicians and, and data engineers that are working on on their their side of the team. Well, and you know, it's lo- longer seasons, only getting longer as well. People, well, get, get, people get, get tired. They get, well, they get a, yeah, tired is one thing. They get a longer, a, a bigger allocation. I think if it had gone one more round or something, I think they'll get they'll they, they would have had another motor in the system. So um, they're not really stretching the mileage, but it's always possible when everything gets to this stage of the year. Depending on how they've used up motors, it's it's important. And you touched on it, I think, just there a little bit with with the this tire pressure rule. Now we're coming into a situation. This last four races, two sprints, two Grand Prix. Uh, the the selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Both Bangnoir and Martin have had a warning, which means the next thing they get is a penalty, um, which it, which could basically wreck. Yeah, I, I mean... that. It's very, very strange for me that, that, that I haven't been able to sort this out. I mean, Michelin, notoriously in the old days, could could build you a compound. Okay, not a construction, perhaps, of a complete tyre, so we'll, we'll let them off with that. But they could build you a compound overnight. They'd fly it in or they'd, they'd truck it in from Clermont-Ferrand on, on race day or qualifying day. You know, they, they have the capacity to change direction quite quickly, which is slightly strange when you hear things along the lines of that it's going to be 2025 before we get a a new construction of tyre and the like. I think Michelin have to take some responsibility for where we're at. This narrow band of tyre pressure that they've got to work within, you know, the, the lower the lower part of that band is Michelin's recommendation and the higher part of that band 
is where the tyre doesn't work well enough for riders to have the feel they need or the grip they need when they're, 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 they're into a, breaking into a corner. Those are the two parameters, really. One is a, a rider, you know, compatibility, and one is a, is a, is a regulation and safety, apparently, compatibility. Um, I might have said before that uh, there's, there's, never, there's been nothing that we've heard about or seen um, a Michelin failure through a low tyre pressure. But apparently, on microscopic investigation, uh, Michelin have seen slight degradation due to lower tire pressure um, situations. So there is a safety issue. I'm not going to. I'm not going to come across as a, any kind of an expert when it comes to the, the makeup of a tire. Um, I just know what I would like as a motorbike racer, and that is something that you could run at, a, at you know at the, at the kind of pressure that you would want it to run at to give me the best performance from it. And they're not getting that. So Michelin, somewhere along the lines need to make something that works better uh, for both parts that's safe and of course gives the rider what he needs at the front end mm, yeah the last thing we want is uh, a championship decided via tire pressure penalties um let's uh, let's circle back to uh, some of the rumors that are going on for this still remaining seat uh at repsol honda um luca marini now seems to be the front runner some people are saying it's a deal that's already done um he'll be the second ducati man to hop over to a honda but some people are saying i'm reading in, in the news worst this is the worst decision anyone's ever made in the history of moto gp what is valentino rossi thinking why would marini want to go to honda is he just chasing the money Zarco's already gone. That's your other Honda man. Of uh, your, your other Ducati man that's gone across. He had to of the age and, and what was available to him. And I think the same situation to some extent is in the case of Luca Marini. Obviously, he's a much younger man. I mean, he he's going to be the highest option as in championship at the moment that, that Honda are going to be able to pinch where, where he is. Mm. But he's at the back of the queue at Ducati. Yeah, if you look at who else is in the queue, um, Marini is at the back of the queue. So... Being a full factory rider is important. Being a full factory Honda rider, he's going to have a massive income extra, which may or may not have some influence. But he's going to be the factory man, which means he is going to be able to influence the direction that the Honda take on. Honda have got a lot of new personnel for next year, uh, for this year, towards the end of this year. So I'm making an assumption that a factory like Honda wouldn't be in it for another year if they weren't actually serious about trying to get themselves back on track. What else was available to Luca Marini? Not a lot. You know, I think that he's risked it for a Swiss kit, as they said in the old advert a long time ago. He's he's decided to go for it. And and I can't blame him for that. Change is good as a rest. There's all those old bloody cliches that you can trot out if you like. But I think it's a calculated move um, that he's made. Um, and he moves out of the shadow of his brother, you know, who's going to be the, the crew chief? Will it be Santi Hernandez, who was Mark Marquez's long, long-standing HRC team uh, crew chief? You know, there's, there's going to be quite a lot of things here that, that are quite positive. And I think that Luca Marini will be looking at it very positively. Um, negativity, of course, is going to be a load of that because, you know, Mark Marquez is, is about to break his own record for crashes. Um, I think he equaled them last time out, 27 or something it was, um, in a year. I mean... Because he's been so off the radar, we haven't seen him crash that many times this year. But he's already broken his yeah. own. He's about to break his own record um, for crashes in one year. That, that's a remarkable stat. You know, 27 crashes in a year. You know, when I think back, you wouldn't have survived if that had been in the good old days, as everybody used to say. You, you'd, be, you'd be, you know, 
at your own funeral. It, it's incredible that, that someone can crash 27, years, 27 times in a, in a year, especially a man that's hurt himself and had as many operations as he's had in recent times. It's incredible. So th- that's a stat that will get broken, I'm sure. Yeah. I can't imagine him going through uh, Valencia and... Uh, this one in Qatar, without crashing again. No, and I think he said in the build-up, he's not particularly optimistic ahead of Qatar because Honda generally haven't gone well there in the past anyway. So <laughs> when he's going to be trying slinging the best out of his Honda, uh, him and Mir, who's been on the floor a fair few times as well. I don't know where he is uh, in the standings, but I imagine he's quite high up as well. Uh, so uh, anyway, I think uh, Mark Marquez is trying to get to the end of the year. I'll tell you what is going to be interesting this weekend, of course. Any Bastianini won his first MotoGP here at Qatar. Mm-hmm. Again, with, with the caveat that the track has, has changed in surface and curbs and so on, so it will be slightly different. But he comes here with a massive confidence, and he can make the difference in what's happening up front. If he can go out and win the race and take those five points extra than the next man, then uh, straight away that spreads things a little bit as well. Uh, there are going to be one or two spoilers that are going to be here for MotoGP. It's going to be anybody that manages to hang on in there. But, I mean, Anaya Bastianini, you've got to look that that, that he's going to be in the mix this weekend. Bezeki, he can consolidate his third place in the championship as well this this weekend, of course. Yeah, he's trying to keep Binder behind, isn't he? Um, I think think we should lay lay a prediction on the line for each of us for, for title. For a type, who's going to sew up the title? Is it going to be Banyaya or Martin? Who are you going for? Hey, I have for, for recent recent weeks in my mind. Uh, even though he's behind, I have just got a Jorge Martin feeling. I mean, I think that he's he's just going to go for it. Whether whether Magnaia will manage to out mature, um, in my view, I mean, he is he's clever rider, Magnaia. He knows exactly what he's got to do. He's got the talent to do. He's got the bike to do it. Um, but I think that the, the championship is going to come down to luck for me um, rather than a straight dogfight. I think there there's going to be an element of luck in it somewhere. Someone's going to tuck the front. Someone's going to pop them over. Something is going to happen that makes the difference for this championship other than a straightforward dogfight. I hope that's not the case. Um, but that, that would be my bet. And I've just got a feeling that Martin might end up on the right side of that rather than the wrong side of it. Okay. That's, that's a guess. Of okay. course. You're so yeah, you were you were sitting on the fence and then and then he picked a side. So there we go. I think I've I've always been a Jorge Martin fan. I, I, I would like him to win personally. No no disrespect to Peko, but I think it's quite nice for a different man to win the title. And I think it would be a brilliant story as well for Jorge Martin to, to nick the title in the last couple of rounds of the season. That's, that's I think my Ma- I think I think mine will do it, but uh, I'd I'd prefer Bagnaia to do it. Strangely really? enough, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I just I, I think that he's been under a lot of pressure. I think that the, the tension got to him at one point. I think that the bike does not look like it's under him quite as comfortably as 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 Jorge Martin's set up and the like. You know, you can be sure the Pramac team is a much easier team to ride for, as in socially, personally. Um, so I think Jorge Martin is on on the crest. Uh, and that will probably what what carries him through. And again, if it comes down to luck as well. But I think Bagnaia has had to get over a few more things. He's bloody tense in that red team, that's for sure. The full factory team. And now Bagnaia has got the the extra pressure of his teammate beating him. You know, Bastianini is now doing what we all predicted he probably would do at the beginning of the season: destabilize the other side of the garage. So it's it's not it's not so much a calm red team anymore. That's a that's a highly pressurised cooking pot in the in the factory Ducati side of things. 
Oh, there's some good stories to still go for this 2023 season, isn't there? Um, I think we're out of time for this week's extra now. Well, uh, it's just, I mean, looking forward, I think that we need to just pay attention to what's going on with the, the, the technical concessions as well, because there's been okay. more and more talk about that. So I think to, to give everybody a heads up, I mean, it's, it's it, the concessions that might come Honda and, and Yamaha's way, um, much to the annoyance of, 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 of others, of course, in this situation. So it, that's something we've got to watch out for as well. When we when we get towards Valencia and the big test that's coming after that, we got to, we can we can do a whole hour on the test afterwards. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to run. And of course, Pete, we've got, we've got the NEC Live coming up as well. We've got the NEC Live oh. coming up. FIM World Champions will be at uh, the NEC uh, on the Saturday as well. I think the first Saturday. So some some big names are going to be up at the NEC. Um, me and Julian Ryder are going to be on stage with uh, James Whitam on the Thursday, the 23rd, I think it is. So me and the bearded one, not you, for a change, will we'll be on the stage there. In fact, we will bloody get you up there thinking about it. Ooh. What day is it? Third, well, me, Jules, me and Jules are up there on Thursday, the 23rd, if you fancy it. Hmm. Get a train up from town straight into um, Birmingham International. It's the easiest place to get to. You haven't even got to wear a jacket. You haven't got to wear your pleather jacket. For but this I know I have to for any for any bike event. I have to. Just That's to make what... as well. <laughs> it's what distinguishes the four and the two wheels. <laughs> well, I mean, you can come straight up from Euston in London, straight up to to Birmingham International. Step off it, and you're 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 in the NEC. You've not even yeah. got to go outside if you don't want to. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. I, I mean, I, I I love it. I mean, because we jump on at Northampton here. And it's 40 minutes up the road for us. Not yeah. got to park a car, not got to pay for anything, not got to get cold. And um, you can come and go as, on as many trains as you like. It's really easy. So the NEC, you know, Motorcycle Live, got to be the place to be. Oh, that's a nice, nice free plug for them. But I, I'll check the calendar and I might join you. Um, anything else? Any other any other things you want to get across? Or, or should we wrap it up there? Joe Roberts is back. I suppose that's the Roy Skinner story as well. Marcus Ramirez, Joe Roberts, the American Racing I mean, I think we should all think very positively for Rory Skinner. That's my last word. Positive thoughts, positive vibes uh, for Rory Skinner. Well, look, thank you very much, Keith Hewitt. as always, I've been Harry Benjamin and we shall be back uh, next week looking back at all things Qatar. And next week is our special track design episode. So do send in your questions for our circuit designers. We'll be talking Qatar, Valencia, Mandalika, um, Buddha International uh, and and bike versus car tracks as well. So uh, do, do join us for that conversation. I think it will be well worth a listen. Um, but in the meantime, you can keep a track of everything on our socials at OMG MotoGP. If you want to send us a question, you can do it there in the comments section below or you can email us. It's OMGMotoGP at gmail.com. And I know there's a million questions that have gone unanswered. We will answer them in the off-season. We will get to them, don't worry. Um, but in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Enjoy Qatar. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.